today's video, I'm going to answer your questions. Any questions you have, this can be about investment, finance, anything coronavirus related, economy related, better understanding of owner's earnings and begin to use it yourself and evaluate companies yourself. How to think of probabilities, not certainties. And that's essentially what you have to do as, an, as investors. Today I'm going to show you everything about owner's earnings, how to calculate it, why it's so important, what goes into it, why it's one of Buffett's favorite metrics to use, how I use it to evaluate every single company I look at. Okay, talking about specific value value investing concepts and techniques. We're going to talk about why you must read company's financial reports um, and why you cannot just rely on the numbers. Hey, Jason here. Today we're going to continue talking about share buybacks and why they're important by specifically talking about when the one-time share buybacks are really bad. Um, before I get to that, though, we need to let you know you can get the series as a podcast anywhere in the world for free on all major podcasting platforms, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, and more. You can get this as part of the I Love Value Investing podcast anywhere in the world for free. Okay, so a couple weeks ago, I answered the question in, what are share buybacks? Then I answered the one-time share buybacks are best. Today, I'm going to answer the one-time share buybacks are horrible. If you're watching and expecting, this was on our, our previous Wednesday series um, where we usually do case studies and analysis and stuff like that. But we started another case study. In the meantime, um, and I thought I finished this up and I forgot to do it. So this is why it's on Fridays now uh, for the next couple of weeks while we talk about or finish up talking about buybacks. So if you want those previous two videos, again, what are share buybacks and the one time they're best, they'll be in the links below this. Now, today, again, we're going to talk about the one time they're worst because when there's usually a best or when there is a best, there's usually a worst case scenario. The worst time to do a share buyback is when the stock is overvalued. Why? Because when you buy an overvalued stock, you're essentially buying back your own overvalued asset. You, The normal pair of jeans you want to buy is worth 50 bucks here or it's selling for 50 bucks here. Sometimes that goes on discount and you can buy it for 20 bucks, 30 bucks, whatever. And that's when you can buy it at an undervalued price. Other times, let's say they're doing a special, uh, special promotion and they're promoting these jeans with somebody else or a big name celebrity or something and those jeans pop up to $100. Yes, that celebrity adds a brand value, but does they add $50 worth of brand value? to make the same pair of jeans worth $50. Let's go with a little bit more straightforward example in the case of a stock. So something you value it because uh, things, yeah, things like brand value and stuff like that can change, but that's a more real world example. Yes, I understand apples to apples. There isn't a comparison. Something goes on sale. Usually maybe it's not selling as well um, or there's something wrong with it. If something has a higher price, there is um, in this case, extra brand value from the person or from the celebrity that's coming in. So it's not exactly apples to apples comparison, but I wanted to give you a real world example of how this works. So let's go to the stocks now. So you value something at $100, you can buy it at $50, it's undervalued. If it's selling at $150, it's overvalued. 
there could be various reasons for this. Again, brand value, speculation, momentum, hopes for a future product, industry changes. There could be any number of factors of why it's overvalued. Frankly, those don't matter, at least to me, they don't matter. What matters is what the company's doing now and what its value is now, today. So when I evaluate a stock, I do it differently than pretty much or the most people I've ever talked including uh, the other value investors. I value a stock based on what it is doing now, today. Not what it's doing in the future, not what its plans are, not what it's done in the past. I base it based on what its numbers say to me at that point that I'm looking at. The past is important, yes, because it shows you the trends, all that stuff. The future is important because that's what the company is building for, toward. But I base it based, or I base the valuation based on what the company is doing now, today, at this point in time. So those things I talked about before, hopes, expectations, uh, plans for the future, those don't really come into consideration to me when I evaluate a stock. So I perpetually see stocks like Amazon, Google, Facebook, um, Apple as pretty much always overvalued because they're always going up in share price while also creating more and more value. But it's usually their share price goes up and share price and value are two different things. Um, which we'll talk about in another video. But when somebody, if you, again, let's go back to the original example, $100, you think is the true value, $150, but the company's buying back stock, it's a bad thing because it's buying an overvalued asset. Um, even if the company continues to do well in the future, it could have most likely used that money it put into the share buybacks to invest in operations, um, to acquire something or somebody or a company, uh, to develop new products or services, to put it into marketing, to do something. Um, because when you're buying an overvalued asset, not only does it mean you're buying an overvalued asset, you're potentially wasting money, but you're also um, lowering the amount you should return or you should expect to return. And there's less margin of safety in case you do make a mistake. Um, so when companies have these perpetual buyback scheme or schemes, um, systems that they buy back an X, Y, Z amount every year, um, usually it's for bigger stocks. Most of the time it's okay. It's not optimal, um, because there are times over the years where their stock fluctuates and it's undervalued and overvalued. So over time, it's just kind of okay to optimize returns. You would want to buy stock when it's undervalued only. Because again, you're buying an undervalued asset in that case, you're increasing your returns, you're increasing your margin of safety, you're increasing all that stuff. You're increasing earnings per share, which increases the value of the shares over time, all that kind of stuff. When you buy something that's overvalued, you do the same, or you do this, um, the inverse of these things. You increase or you decrease earnings per share, but at a lower rate than is optimal. Um, you increase your risk and you lower your margin of safety and you lower the amount you should expect to own earning that stock over time. There are, most people don't think about this. They think about share buybacks. And again, I used to be the same thing when I was um, kind of starting that all buybacks are good. It's not true. Again, hopefully I explained that well enough in the previous example of why that's not true, but it, it's not necessarily that it's right or wrong. It's just it's not optimal use of capital. Um, what you should do, actually I'll talk about in the next video, um, about what you should do when you have an overvalued stock. In this series, I'll talk about that. What we're trying to do as investors is increase the odds in our favor. 
And we can do that by making sure the companies we invest in are doing things as, op things as optimally as possible. Um, and if they're not investing the capital, again, shareholder capital, essentially our capital, if they're not investing our capital, capital as well as they could, they're not doing the best job they could be doing. And that's what we should want as investors in a stock. Um, so again, it's not necessarily right or wrong. It's just there's optimal and there's suboptimal and there's just kind of okay, which is buyback shares um, when they're fairly valued or over time when they are overvalued and undervalued. You do not, again, do not, it's not optimal to buy for a company to buy back shares when their stock's overvalued. It's not their best use of capital. It may be their best use of capital that they thought of, but it's most likely not their best use of capital because they're buying an overvalued asset. Knowing these things about when is worst, which is what we're talking about today, the worst time to do buybacks, the best time to do buybacks, buybacks which we talked about last week, and we'll link below. Hopefully you saw from this video that that means when it's undervalued, you want to buy back stock. Again, it's just about increasing the odds in your favor, doing things as best as you possibly can, because another way to think about this is a share buyback. Let's say a company buys back 10% of their shares. That all else remaining equal will increase the value of the under of the shares by 10% because earnings per share will remain the same. Cash flow per share will, will remain the same, but there's 10% fewer shares. If you buy back a revalued stock, you may get a 5% return on that on that same money, which is a half of the return you would get if you did things optimally. And five percentage points over a long period of time is a lot of money, as you hopefully know with compounding and the power of compounding. Every single percentage point you can get in excess returns, or for, for you, it means more returns, higher returns, building wealth, all that kind of stuff. For a company, it means more cash flow, more profits, and the ability to reinvest in, again, other products, acquisitions, uh, growth, ge uh, growing geographies, whatever, whatever they want to grow in. So every percent percentage point that they earn not only increases, or extra percentage point they earn not only increases the value of the shares, but also increases their opportunities and the, uh, the ability for them to continue to earn those high returns as well. So again, um, people think, a lot of stuff in value investing, it's right or wrong, or um, it's kind of black and white. It's not. Again, it's not really necessarily right or wrong. There's more of a gray area, and it's just not as optimal to buy back shares when um, a stock is overvalued. So I hope this helps. In the next video, I will tell you the one time you want to issue shares. We've been talking about buybacks. I want to talk about the flip side of this coin, the one time you want to issue shares. Um, if you've watched these videos, you probably have an idea of what that is. If you do, let me know in the comments below. Um, we'll also talk about some other things that we mentioned in this video prior um, in future videos. And if you're watching on YouTube, like, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff, and hit the notification bell. Um, because the more, or as so you get notified every time we release a new video, and release new videos all the time, got ahead of myself there. If you're listening on a podcast, like, like, share, subscribe, uh, comment, download. Um, and we really appreciate your review. The more views, listens, and downloads and um, we get to our content, the more people we can help and with this kind of stuff. And again, I hope this helped. I'd love to hear your comments below. If I missed something, I should explain something better, all that. And until next time, I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.